welcome adventurer to the Level Up Board Game Podcast, a show that uses your experiences and opinions to discuss board games and the gaming community. Join the heroes as they conquer perils such as meeples, cards, and miniatures, all in an effort to level up. You're listening to the Level Up Board Game Podcast. Hey, welcome adventurers to episode 115 of the Level Up Board Game Podcast, a special side quest episode all about PAX 2023. This is just Patrick. Hey, King Scott here. Teacher Ryan aboard. And your ignorant slut Josh. Woohoo! Yeah! Aren't you the explorer? I am both, depending on the mood. Okay, so, well then, it's the former tonight. <laughs> Guys, it was huge. It was a big weekend. We were th- we were there. All four of us together. Man, just missing Will and Andrew would have been the whole gang. Yep. Aw, yeah. Who needs them? We didn't have them, but they were there in spirit. So shenanigans went down. PAX was a blast. I figured let's go over... Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Let's let's give adventures the scoop. What we did? Who's drinking something? Do I hear ice shaking in a cup? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> no, that's your imagination. Look, I don't know how you guys do things on the tabletop submarine, but here at Level Up, we like to bring a, some amount of class to the show. You want my voice to sound crackly is the question you got to ask yourself. You want this pure honey radio voice or do you want like a crackly captain's voice? So you got to ask yourself. As it turns out, Thursday, the plan was the train, but Nikki changed her plan. She wasn't driving out. So a couple of her, uh, we'll say displaced passengers hit me up and they said, hey, Pat. Your Subaru could be the war wagon, and I spearheaded a war wagon out to Philadelphia. All the while, I think all three of you took a train out. I did not. I actually drove. I don't live that far away. It was only an hour and 15 slot. minute drive for me. <laughs> well, that's not so bad coming in from Jersey. Uh, uh, Josh, you came all the way up from uh, North Carolina via train. King, you were going across the state. Any exciting stuff? Well, as for me, not really. It was my first time taking a train, so I rode it up from Wilson, North Carolina, and it was a straight shot to Philadelphia. Nothing really exciting happened on the way up. I may have a story for on the way down if we get to it, but overall, you know, it was just relaxing. You know, it's it's the way I'm going to do it from now on. I don't I don't like driving through Baltimore and DC on a weekend. The train is just so much. I don't care if it takes twice as long. It's so much better. I wholeheartedly agree. I've been taking the train since I've been going to PAX. Works out great. Jump on in Latrobe, go straight through to Philly. And one of the special things we get in Pennsylvania, we get to see our own homemade Statue of Liberty in the middle of, I believe it's the Susquehanna River. You got her in all her 15-foot glory out in the middle of that lake. (laughs) Nice. Well, I, uh, like I also hauled somebody down from Jersey side. Uh, I had a friend of mine join uh, join me for the drive down. And on the way down, we were actually listening to the latest episode because I had yet to listen to it. And uh, you guys were talking about Sky Team and you guys were talking about Van Helsing versus Dracula. And the funny thing is I found out that during PAX, the friend of mine who listened to that one episode, he bought both of those games just based on recommendations. So <laughs> so there you go. We got another, Wait, we got another adventurer on board. Was it from us? It was. Oh, snap. That's awesome. Excellent. Well, uh, random Ryan passenger, welcome to the show. Thinking of Sky Team, I got to ride down with Chris Gardner and his wife. They were sitting right next to me, and we started talking about games, and I said, oh, yeah, we just started doing Sky Team. Oh, I got to play that. Do you have BGA? Yeah, I think I've had an account for a couple years. 
Let me show you. So on the way to Philly, I showed him how to play Sky Team, and we died absolutely brilliantly. I think we did a barrel roll right into the airport at the end of it. So we, nice. we went out with a bang. Well, I got to tell you, I showed up somewhere a little bit before dinner time, and I got to the hotel room. No one was there, but I could tell that you guys were already there because I saw Rococo was set up on that bar area in the <laughs> kitchenette, and I was like, oh, there's there's going to be some magic happening this weekend. You know, you just <laughs> all alone in there. It's kind of dark, and there's games going on. You know you're in for an exciting weekend. It just, man, the magic started to come over. And then it was time for the KTBG. KTBG. It was the media event. Scott, are you eating? Josh, yeah. you're drinking stuff with ice. You're shaking your ice on it. Scott, what are you eating? Popcorn. Come on, guys. Hey, Patrick, for the editing booth. Thanks. Thanks for that. I appreciate that. <laughs> so we go to the media event, and uh, I met up with Ryan, and you show up, and just as I was hoping, they were given tickets for beers. So you walk in, you get two tickets, and each one oh, can yeah. be redeemed for a wine, a beer, whatever. And they had hors d'oeuvres going around, very tasty. So I had myself a couple beers. We learned how to play How to Save the World, one that's that's coming up. It's not out yet. Uh, good little game. I'll let Ryan chat a little bit about that because I don't remember much because I had my two beer tickets, and then I got one of Ryan's, then I got one of Josh's, and <laughs> in the span of like an hour and a half, I want to say I had five beers up there. Oh, yeah. We were loading you up. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was pretty happy. It was a good first night. How to Save a World. Really, really good game. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to come out Kickstarter next year, and it's going to fully come out and be uh, sent out in 2025. But it's a game where like there's a planet that you're on, but there's a meteor heading towards there. This planet is the last habitable planet, and so you want to save it. You're trying to ward off this meteor while building up resources to either do something like, you know, build, I, I'm assuming something like a laser to shoot at the asteroid or, or actually like go to the asteroid and like try mm -hmm. to divert it. Something along those lines or a shield barrier. You're doing one of these tracks. You're also trying to evacuate citizens to like that planet's moon just in case. And there's a lot of elements from a lot of games that I noticed in there, such as the on Mars thing about going from the planet to the satellite system and on Mars. And this one, it's the planet to the moon and back. But there's just a lot of things going on. Looking forward to it. Yeah, that was definitely a good game, something that I'd like to play again. I call that the highlight of that media event. That was really cool. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, and I walked in on that. I was kind of jealous I didn't get a chance to play it because, you know, I rolled in around 7 p.m., 7.30 with my back still met up with you guys there. And then we went back to the hotel right after that. And to my chagrin, Rococo was set up because I had lugged the only one of the only games I brought. I lugged War of the Ring, second edition, <laughs> down to the hotel room in hopes that I could get there and just set up that night. But I had to wait. For Scott and Ryan to finish their game Rococo. But in the meantime, you and me, Patrick, we got to play some games. Yeah, it was Wizards of the Grimoire, the famous uh, looks like a butt on the cover <laughs> game. <laughs> dude, okay. I just, I tell you, we met up with Sir Jack at PAX and he's like, dude, I was listening in my car and you even said in the audio, if you're in your car, don't stop and look it up. But I couldn't help it. I just looked it up and it's totally a butt. <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> now, one thing that happened before the games, I was helping Berkey get things set up, went out to dinner with them with Game Toppers. So we met up at the Hard Rock Cafe. Yes. Patrick had to take a phone call. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he thought it was the funniest thing in the world to order him a really flat Pepsi. <laughs> and we were sitting there almost crying, laughing so hard. Not thinking that, oh, Patrick doesn't really drink Pepsi at all. And he just looks at it. And I don't want it. 
Well, go ahead. Have it, Patrick. It's good. We were just absolute morons. And the waitress was being so very nice to us about, okay, sure, I'll, I'll bring it. I'll bring it. I felt bad for all that we were doing, so I decided I'm going to order a bubblegum shot. This was cool. crazy. Oh, yeah. Now, <sighs> what was it? was Bailey's Blue Curacao and Cream Day Banana, I think it is. Oh, yeah. It was it was some off-color blue thing. Oh, yeah. That yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was like if you put Alka-Seltzer into a toilet with Tidy Bowl and let it sit there, it was kind of that look <laughs> of color. You said um, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, no, but it wasn't tremendously good. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, but no, we thought it was going to be so funny to have him drink that flat Pepsi. But, well, I, yep. I don't drink soda. I said, I tell you, you guys are like, why don't you have a sip? I was like, well, I really don't drink soda. I don't want it. Someone else can have it. <laughs> You're like, like, it was like a Dove and Dover where they're trying to get Mr. Mandolino to take a bite of the burger. <laughs> what are you guys going to ask me for? Why don't you eat up and we'll tell you. But, oh, my God, we were laughing so hard at that. And Patrick's just like, what are you guys doing? I oh, don't yeah, understand. The, the look of confusion on his face mixed with the fact that he was, like, slowly starting to understand that something was going on. Something is right here. A great transition to see. You have to have been there. One of those, one of those moments. My spidey senses hit. Off to bed we go. Saturday morning, wake up, and it's War of the Ring in the hotel room. We had a really good time with that. But off to the con. How about, Ryan, you give us a, a little walkthrough of Friday for you? Oh, sure. Um, so Friday morning uh, started with a wonderful home-cooked breakfast from Josh, our our, our resident cook. Uh, yeah, it was really good. Um, but Friday is one of those days that I set aside uh, as wanting nothing to do. Uh, I didn't mm -hmm. want to have any like meetings or anything like that. I just wanted to walk the booths. I wanted to go check out some games. I wanted to check out some people, go meet some people. I just wanted the day all off to do whatever I decided to do. And I was going to set Saturday and Sunday off of the rest. But yeah, we were walking the booths. In fact, uh, Patrick, you and I started by going to the very end. And we met up with our wonderful creator of the game, Obsession, Dan Halligan. Dan Halligan was over there. It's his first con that he ever came to. Uh, he was over there talking up his game. He had all the metal coins from the new expansion out. We got to hold them and like feel their weight. It was really, really heavy. We got and to he was fondle telling them. us that. Hmm? We got to fondle them. <laughs> I didn't actually like nice hold way. them at all. Uh, you know, we heard that like a lot of people just came and like took a couple coins from hits, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> promos do but yeah just obsession uh he was talking about his character's expansion and everything along those lines and i know that that's definitely a game that we all love especially you patrick and i know scott does too and scott what do you have to say about that well i gotta say you got it nice there because whenever i went over to go see him on saturday he's like oh look look you gotta check out the coins he practically threw them at me. Yeah. <laughs> We're picking them up off the floor. I mean, he just like dumped this whole bowl in my hand. They just went flying everywhere. But at least it did make a big scene. And, well, everyone had to see what was going on. So it was good times for him. Yeah. But after Obsession, me and Patrick went and stopped at one more place before we decided to split ways. Uh, we had to go check out Dead Alive Games. Checked out some Lunar Rush, but they also uh, had another game that they were coming out with that we checked out, Cyber Pet Quest. We were checking out some kind of very, very small box campaign game where you're a cybernetic animal trying to go out 
And uh, I forgot exactly what it was, find the owner or something along those lines. But do, do you remember everything about that, Pat? It was it was a rather cute looking campaign game that seemed very interesting. You know what? I took a bunch of notes. We're going to hold off because we're going to actually get this one in a side quest, hopefully in Q1. They're going to have their Kickstarter coming up for Cyber Pet Quest. And I do want to talk a lot more about that. And you know what? I'm intrigued. Having played through just like a sample couple rounds, it looks cool. I'm excited for that one. Oh, yeah. That's for the most part, most of what happened during my Friday until we met back up again for the virtual flea market, which I'll talk about later. But what did you guys do? So for me, Friday was interesting. You know, it was mostly umpup stuff. So with Cake Pie Games, we're trying to test the game out beach day and also get feedback and get emails. You know, lots of it's going to be organic marketing for me. So I was in the Unpubber most of the time testing out that game, which turned out pretty okay. I was a little less than enthused about how my Unpubs went. Everyone loved the game, but I didn't get as much traction as far as marketing goes. So next year, I'm going to pivot for PAX and probably do things a little bit differently, not waste so much time in there. I guess waste is the wrong word, but just not spend so much time in there. And then straight after that, I got a wonderful frozen mozzarella sandwich from the boot, from the stuff in the back, not realizing that all play had sandwiches that were far superior ready for us <laughs> when he got there. But after that, you know, I had my all I had one of my all play shifts. And man, the all play booth was hopping 24-7. And I walked in there and I was frozen solid. I know I think I know 50% of all of all plays games. And they decided to show all the new ones. And it didn't occur to me for some reason <laughs> that they were going to do that. And so I knew two of the games. And I was just like, Arr! yeah, it, it was terrifying. I eventually learned how to do like bacon. And then I had like a row of like seven games I could teach that I kind of just like, there was lots of like new people who were volunteering and I kind of pushed them out. <laughs> you, mus- I you muscled them out. And most of them out with my bodacious and bombastic personality. You know what? Their booth is set up so that they can have two checkouts at the same time. It's that real tall, like all wood with the games neatly pushed into the the like inset so people can come up. It's almost like you're shopping at the mall, really oh, yeah. like boutique style booth they have set up. And they've got a checkout on each side. And there is a line from the moment the vendor hall opens to the moment the vendor hall closes for both checkouts. I said it a couple episodes ago. I said, I'm pretty sure all play sells more games like quantity than any other vendor in that hall. And I stand by it. I, I think it's true. So all the while we're, uh, we're, we're moseying around the vendor hall. We're doing our thing. What were you doing on Friday, Scott? Well, Friday, I worked with Berkey at Game Toppers in the morning. But what made it even more interesting was that he did not have any of his stuff until 7 a.m. on Friday morning. Hmm. Uh, there was a problem that Mind Clash Games was bringing all his stuff in, all the toppers, all the mats, everything like that. Well, their truck broke down. Then Oof. they got another truck. And as they were pulling it around, that one broke down. Jeez. And then I think it finally ended up that the first one that they got, they got fixed and was able to drive that one in. So we were setting up his booth early Friday morning as fast as we possibly oh, could. Oh, geez, yeah. Like a fire drill. Yeah. So we got it all set up. Everything was good. Everything worked out great. We were over by the first look area. So we weren't in the vendor area, but we were in a different area. But still, people see that big top hat and they come swarming over. And it was a great morning left there. And I'm like, I'm going to go upstairs and go get, grab something to eat at the food court. Well. Food courts closed. Get the food inside the convention hall. I was so oh. pissed about that. <laughs> I just came out of there. I'm not going to go back in there. You know what? There's Reading Market over there. I'm going to head over to Dinnick's and get a really good like roast beef or pork sandwich. 
Get over there. Big sign. Sold out. I'm, oh, come on. Aw, King needs his pork. Finally, they came through for me once again. Beck's Cajun Counter, they were there waiting with the gumbo for me. So I had my chicken and shrimp gumbo and absolutely, positively delicious. Now, I was fighting a bit of a uh, sinus infection the whole weekend. So it was rough. So I got back to the place uh, maybe around 7 and I went to bed. Yeah, I think you crashed until 7 o'clock the next morning. All the yeah. while that you were sleeping, Ryan and I had quite an experience. Ryan, you've done this before. This is the the board game geek, like the marketplace where you can buy, sell, trade. And it's all centered around meeting up at PAX on Friday night at 6 o'clock. And this was my first go with it. So uh, can I can – I, can I set the table? Can I do the of thing? Of course. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this my is goodness. Your, this is, oh. I'll have some things to say, too, about this. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> I know you will. I know you will. So, <laughs> I've, I've done the flea market for the past, like, five or six paxes. And so, like, what I have to say is pretty much, you know, the norm for me. So, I want to hear from a first-timer how the virtual flea market worked out for you there, Pat. Okay. Man, what a cluster. What a glorious <laughs> cluster. It's Awesome. So I I must have listed a dozen games and didn't sell a single one. I don't know. Maybe I had a mark too high. Don't care. And I'm glad that I didn't sell them because I didn't have to lug them up there. All I had to do was walk around and find the people that I bought stuff from. Now I got my phone handy so I can check my messages on BGG and go back and forth. Oh, man. <laughs> it's dangerous. Right, it is dangerous. Those <laughs> couple of weeks leading up to PAX, we're like, oh, they're selling that for just 20 bucks. Yeah, I'll take it. Then you make offers. They're like, well, they got these three games. Retail goes for 210. I'm going to offer 100. <gasps> they took it. Before I know it, it's like, I have to find a way to get 26 games half a mile across Philadelphia at eight o'clock in the evening. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what? I mean, people are holding up signs with their name on it and you're messaging people back and forth trying to figure out what the games are. I call it glorious. I think it was a ton of fun. A little bit stressful. Uh, if you're not okay with like walking around, like staring at signs and people and, you know, like trying to make small talk and do I know you? Do you have a game for me? It's going to be a little, uh, I don't know. You might not like the environment. I thought it was awesome though. Ryan, why don't you explain it in a more professional way? Sure. Uh, on Board Game Geek, there's usually two things that happen for this virtual flea market. One of them is either a math trade, uh, which I won't get into details. It's a lot to explain. And the other one is just a, a virtual flea market where someone posts a game and says, we're going to meet up at PAX at like 7 p.m. on Friday evening at this location. And this is where we're going to give you the game after you buy it. I'm one of those like, I don't, Pat, how many, how many games did you buy? Around like what, 15, 20, something like that? That depends on if uh, my wife is listening. Oh, okay. Uh, well, let's put it this way. Uh, I've done this so much, and uh, I had a lot of stuff to get rid of. So I think I got rid of 70 to 80 things, and I managed to get, I think, about 30, somewhere wow. in there. Yeah. That, that's what I had. Mind you, by the way, this packs on Friday to bring the games in, oh. it was through the rain. There was a torrential downpour coming down that evening. So trying to get all this stuff in a little wagon, pulling it from the garage to the uh, convention center. It's quite the chore they had it a bit more organized in this way they had you know they had the uh the queue lines the ones where you wait to get into the convention themselves mm -hmm. instead of just having people walk around or just stand around in a specific area they decided to split the queue lines into a walking aisle and a stationary aisle where wherever your name is like whatever your board game geek username is you would go into that aisle that is with that username. So I was in the S line. So I was in like the fourth line over. Um, mm -hmm. 
and people would just come and walk around. The best thing you want to do when you uh, go to one of these things, especially if you're doing a lot of sales or a lot of purchases, is to bring a runner, someone who can go out while you stay with your stuff so that if anybody comes to see your things or get your things, that you're there. Me, I'd, I was by myself for quite a bit of it. So I was doing a lot of running. I was like, hey, person next to me, can you watch my stuff for a second? And I ran around a lot. It was quite stressful. Uh, it took me about two hours to finally find everything, but I managed to get it done. But yeah, that's the virtual flea market. It's a really, really good way to get a lot of cheap games. And PAX isn't the only thing that does it. Origins does it too, and Gen Con and other things like that. So I do suggest that if you're looking to offload games and you're going to one of these events to do so. Or if you want to get a whole bunch of games for cheap. And then, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then you inevitably are going to need some help getting them back to the hotel room. Enter Explorer Josh. Yeah, enter me. So after stumbling upon this hellscape where I equivalent, I, I only imagine it be like selling off livestock. People are yelling names and trying to get people their games. It's like the stock like, exchange floor. It's like the stock exchange floor with people who are sweaty and smell bad. That's <laughs> not necessarily true, but you know, it's it's. Oh man, I was I just for me, it was like this is the dark side of gaming. <laughs> I, I couldn't explain. It, there was nothing evil about it. It's like this is like madness and junkies. craziness. Yeah, a bunch of junkies getting their junk out. But me, being a good little Christian boy, sound saw that Patrick was in peril. And that he needed some help because he had like 60 million games he was bringing back to the apartment. And so, because he could not fit his two, two copies of Battlemasters in horrible That's condition right. in That's a right. bag. Get jealous. Dude, <laughs> no, dude sold me two copies of Battlemasters. And he's, I was like, are they complete? He's like, no, but if you combine them, you definitely have a complete game. I was like, okay, well, the, a complete Battlemasters sells for 150 He sold them for 30 bucks. 30 bucks. Come on. You, you'd be foolish to say no. Yes, we would be, but no, at the end of the day, the fools were us, because as you were looking around 80 pounds worth of games, and I was double-handling two unwieldy boxes that, in a slight breeze, would crumple and sway, we walk outside and behold a dragon on the streets with lights and dancing people all around it, and to oh, our yeah. dismay, a sullen cloud fell upon us, and it was a freaking parade. That blocked off every single entrance point away from the convention center. We were literally trapped in what was supposed to be a trail of happiness, but instead was a trail of tears that led us away from our apartment in our Airbnb. I was pissed. I was sad. We had to go all the way around. Every time, three times, Patrick, I counted three times we thought we were about to cross. It cut off and made us go another half block or three or four blocks the other way until we eventually had to cut through Independence Hall. Thank goodness it was actually open. Go through a crowd of people, stop by at least three buskers asking for money until we doubled or tripled the distance to our hotel and finally made it home. All the while, people looking at us wondering what the heck we were doing. And then there was that one couple who couldn't make up their freaking mind of which direction to go. We literally stood behind them for like two minutes waiting for them to make up their minds. I just want to dim some, but instead I got IHOP. Hacks <laughs> <laughs> hurt. <laughs> Josh, I want you to look at it this way. You are without a doubt the only individual in the history of ever that has carried not one, but two copies of Battlemasters through Independence Hall. That's true. That is, of course, unless the guy that sold him to me <laughs> walked through Independence Hall to get there. <laughs> yes, but I was the I'm the one who held them at night, walking next to a giant parade 
that we st- I still to this day don't know what the heck it was what it was about. But it's a holiday, it's parade. holiday parade. But that's what happened with me. We got IHOP. I had a crazy Wonka drink that Patrick said I shouldn't try, but I did. It was okay. But that's kind of what my Saturday was like. <laughs> we had a lot of Wonka drinks. <laughs> PAX is the convention of unusual drinks, I guess. Mm. So we get back to the hotel. It's time for a little War of the Ring between Josh and I. We battle it out for eh, about an hour, learning the game and whatnot, into the wee hours of the night until we wake up Saturday. Saturday is a new day, and this day started with me working at all play. Well, started as every day, War of the Ring. Battled every morning, battled every night. But for the, for me, for sake of the convention, it was my all play morning, and uh, I'm I pulled a card from Josh. I learned how to play bacon and I stood right there because you know what? People walk up. They want to learn how to play. You're talking a mile a minute and you kind of have to stay there and monitor things for that game. And by the time they're done, the next people, like the people that are gathered around watching, they step up. So I was like, oh, this is great. I only have to learn one game and I can handle all four hours of working for all play. Dude, they're so great to work for. They get, they feed you, they get you drink. I showed up like, you want a donut? And I was like, okay, yes, I want a donut. <laughs> oh, did they get it from the Amish diner that's there? Oh, yes. They that did. Amish diner is one of the best places in Reading Terminal Market, I have to say. I forgot the all name the- of it, but yeah, the Amish diner, whenever you see it, go there. The shift with all play was awesome. Saturday, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hammer mine out real quick for you guys. Up until the evening, got to play a couple new games actually. Kinfire Delve is a co-op card game. It's in the universe of Kinfire Chronicles. Which man, that box is sucking me in. I want to play that thing bad, but I did get the chance to play Kinfire Delve, and I actually walked away with a copy. I was pretty impressed with it. Card quality is cool. We'll talk about it in an upcoming episode. And also, Rats of Wistar, pretty new game where you're playing these rats that are like, well, you got this. this action wheel on the one side and you're trying to get into the house and get into the basement you're actually completing missions really neat game that you know what i want to get a copy i can't find it for sale yet but it's one that scott you need to keep on your radar because i get the feeling i'm going to be teaching it to you in the very near future okay you could possibly be teaching me too (laughs) (laughs) well my saturday was a bit different because i didn't have to work now all the packs i've been to before i've worked all three days and I've just been dead after I'm done with it. I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to play games. I'm just dead. So Saturday was all new. It was like, hey, let's go have some fun. That I did. I got up. We went over to the convention center about 10 o'clock. And that's when I saw the lines upon lines upon lines upon lines of people waiting to get in. And then I remembered I have an exhibitor's badge. <laughs> and I just happened to find one of the oh god, what are they? The Terminators, the Enforcers. Emulators. Enforcers, that's the, it. Yes, the Terminators. That's what they're <laughs> called from now on. <laughs> the Enforcers, I'm like, exhibitors? Oh yeah, right here. I'm like, woo! I dodged Thank that you. bullet right on in. I just wanted to wander about and just have a good time. I didn't have anything really set up to play. I wanted to look at things, just go around and see what I wanted to see. Had a chance to run over and see Dan. Took Chris Gardner and his wife to meet him. And while they're standing in line, they just got online and boop, 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 boop. I bought the game. So he bought everything of Obsession there. He hasn't even played it yet. Just from us talking about it all the time, he's like, well, I guess I got to get it. So he got Uh it. Walked around a little bit more, got some more Netrunner stuff, talked with a few other people, North Star Games. Then I got to Dire Wolf, Uh-oh. who has a little thing called Dune Imperium Uprising. 
Basically, it's kind of a reprint of Dune Imperium, but you can add five or six players to it, and they updated it, they said. Well, I stood there, and I watched, and I looked at things, and I saw how they changed some of the costs for some things. And they added a couple little things here and there, a couple things with spies. They had maker hooks. They have actually 3D printed worms now. So... I may have called them sons of bitches a few times and everything for making it actually better than what I thought it was going to be. I waited next day. I did pick up a, a copy of it, but at the time I was just like, no, I'm not going to, I don't need, I don't need it. But it just ate away at my brain all night long. Then that was about all I did on Saturday. From what I understand, I heard someone say that they were actually sold out on Saturday. Oh my gosh, it, it was packed. Yeah, you could not move around that place. It was absolutely insanity. I had to get out of there. You know how I am with crowds. I love them. And this was too much for me. I had to get out of there because it was just doing bad things to my mental health. Because there was just so many people there. 35,000 badge holders, according to uh, wow. what it was saying. So, wow. that's, so it's half bigger than of, that's half of Gen Con. Mm-hmm. Gen Con is much larger However, like that was also Gen Con's highest number was 70,000. That was this year too. Wow. Well, as for me, for my Saturday, I spent the entire, do a hard, hard transition there. I I spent (laughs) most of the day actually just bopping around. This was my day off too. Mm -hmm. I was, I mean, the, the problem, the biggest problem I have with PAX is that I think it's one day too short. I wish I had one more day there to do everything, especially with how crowded it is and how much stuff there is to see. So Saturday was my day to get all my media appointments done. I do met with Northstar and got to see some of their games and stuff like that. Interviewed them. But this was my day for Tabletop Submarine to go around. And we do a segment where we get two to three minute clips of people sharing their favorite experiences from PAX and have them plug whatever they want. I was doing that all day. I got like 32 interviews of just various booths and people plugging stuff. And it was really good. It was really crazy. I was sad, though. Because the one game I wanted to get was Zuvatis from Bitewing Games, mm. which is the Reiner Knizia negotiation game. And they had sold out earlier that day. And I was oh. much dismayed you know, at this progress of events. But that's okay because I was able to pick up a couple other games. Like there was one from Grandpa Beck Games called Toils and Troubles, which is like a push your luck game. I also got to pick up Tinder Blocks, which is, was a, a cute little cute little stacking it game. Adorable. It was so cute. I played it a lot <laughs> since I picked it up. I, I, I adore that game. But what Tinder Blocks is, like, it's from Alley Cat Games. It's a little tin game that has a bunch of different blocks on it. And you flip cards, and this what the cards say. You pick up these pick up these little wooden blocks and cubes with tweezers and try to stack them making a fire. And if you knock it over, you lose. And it is so cute. It's just so cute. And it's so wonderful. Because <laughs> it's just one of those things like, yeah, I'm. who cares if this not, if we knock this over? I'm trying to put little wooden blocks on tweezers. Not all of them are janky. There's, there's just a pure joy of like building a little fire and watching it grow and hoping your friend screws up before you do. So that's that's that was a huge highlight for me is that little game because I'm I'm the little game guy here. I like little games. But Brian, what are you I. up to all Saturday? Yeah. On Board Game Geek, not only is there the virtual flea market, but there's also a way where you can designate times for specific games that you want to play and have people fill in the seats so that by the time that time comes in packs, you go to where you set up the game, you set up the game and you play it because it's already going to be filled. I did that with a little game called Battlestar Galactica, the board game. It's probably one of my favorite games I've ever played. 
I had the nice layout. I really liked my setups. You know, I set it up really, really nicely. Uh, I was ready for what the rules teach. I went over the rules again. Everyone showed up on time. We were ready to go. Uh, there was one person that needed a rules teach, but they played unfathomable. So they had a really, really good idea of how the game played. Mm-hmm. And we were expecting this game to go for a good three to four hours. However, this game took us one hour and probably around 25 minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was Jeez. ridiculously Holy short. Cow. And I think wow. the reason for this is the fact that we kept on getting those cards. So there's three kinds of crisis cards in the game. Uh, one of them is one where you just put in cards and try to match a value that it wants with certain number, uh, with certain color cards. There's one where it's just you choose or the admiral chooses or the president chooses. And those are pretty simple as well. However, there's one devastating kind of card, and it's, I think, uh, it's an, an ambush card, a Cylon ambush card, where it tells you, hey, Cylons came out of nowhere. Put all of these Cylon ships around Battlestar Galactica. Deal with it. <laughs> and we just kept on getting those one oh, after another, oh, and we, no. never, we never got to advance towards doing a, a, a faster-than-light, an FTL jump. So we jumped twice the entire game and the values for the jump were one destination the goal is to get to eight destinations when we got to two before the end of the game cylons didn't even reveal themselves um, <laughs> we did have two cylons at the beginning but they didn't really do much because they were they, they were waiting for later in the game but they didn't really have to do anything they didn't even these, have to these cards were just destroying us so we had an hour and about 25 to 30 minutes of a game of Battlestar Galactica. So, because I was done quite early, I bothered you, Patrick, at the all-play booth, and you taught me bacon. Now, this is what I should have done. I should have gone to first look, and I should have played all sorts of games. But I didn't. I didn't slack, though. I walked around the same tables that I was playing at, where in the uh, open gaming area, and I just saw uh, these signs, like, looking for teacher, or looking for group. I was looking for the looking for teacher signs, because that's what I do. I like to do that. I find a looking for teacher game and it seems like they were playing the white castle. And so I go and I teach them the white castle. I looked around and I wasn't trying to be a creeper or anything like that, but I found that there was a group that didn't have a sign that was trying very hard. They looked very confused about the rule book for the lost ruins of Arnak, which is one of my favorite games. So I taught them how to play that. I asked, of course I asked, I didn't just jump in there, but yeah, I, I, just taught, I taught a bunch of people, a bunch of different games I did wander the booths again, but this time I missed this on Friday, but apparently Red Raven Games had a booth there. Last PAX, when they had Red Raven Games, it wasn't necessarily a booth. It was just a table and they were showing off a a little bit, but this one was a full-on booth and uh, Ryan and Mallory Laukett were there. Uh, It was their very first PAX that they've ever gone to. I managed to get a picture with them and uh, I even offered to work for them at future PAXs. And so we'll see how that goes. Hey, Laukets, if you're listening to this podcast, which I gave you a card for, please think of me. (laughs) This is more like a thank you in case that you're listening, because I know they do. I had a meeting with WizKids and met Mitch and he took us around, showed us all sorts of games. We've already gotten a bunch of games already. And then they also have the Star Trek Armada game. Uh, what is it? Into the Unknown. Into the Unknown. Yeah. Yes. I, I just remembered Frozen 2. So, <laughs> <laughs> looked at that. And I'm like, oh, this is going to drive me nuts. And he's just like, don't worry. You're going to get it. So, oh. Patrick, we're going to be learning Into the Unknown. And then um, I also got a chance with Chris and Janine, took them up to the media room and got them the chance to take a look out over like we did that one year. We had our after packs meet up there and did our recording. 
took them upstairs. They were able to look out. Janine was just absolutely blown away by seeing how many people were out there because this is her first PAX she's been to. And it was just such a special moment to see all that in her face and just like her just beam whenever she saw it. So that was a lot of fun. I just wanted to say thank you to them for all that they've helped me out with. Very nice. A pretty cool view up there. So at the end of the day on Saturday, we have the Western PA Gamers Association. They they actually got one of the rooms off to the side. It's like, how did you guys get this? She's like, I just messaged them and asked. So they had a room reserved and they were having a meetup. And it's a lot of the folks that we see out here in Southwestern PA walk in. They had raffles going on, had a chance to win some games and met up with Sir Jack. And there we were. We got to got to play some games there. And I just mm-hmm. want to point out one. I'm not going to belabor the point. It was a nice meetup. I know, Ryan, you won a blanket. <laughs> you won gaming blanket, <laughs> which is kind of an inside joke. But uh, we we're sitting down, we're playing some games, and one of them that comes to mind is this this game coming from Steven Jackson Games called uh, what's it, Tabloid, I think <laughs> <called> it was <laughs> Yes. Yes. Oh, just- <laughs> oh, I forgot it. about that. <laughs> this very moment. Oh. <laughs> oh, we lost him. Ryan, did you get in on tabloid? And, uh, no, you, were no, uh, you were guys were for playing. Tabloid? You guys were playing something else there. Uh, I forgot what it was called, but yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, good. Explorers muted. We needed that. Scott's muted too. All right, tabloid. We, I've been building a relationship with Stephen Jackson Games, who's famous for Munchkin and Ogre, of course. Uh, but then, aside from that, they do a lot of simpler games, and I like to think of a lot of them as welcoming games, not highly strategic. Though we do have one in the works: an upcoming eight-bit breakdown for Pathfinder Revolution, which is mm-hmm. a little bit of a sway towards the hobby gamer, uh, a little bit more hobby gamer appeal with that one. Nevertheless, tabloid. All right, this is this is ridiculous. I warned you guys when I opened the box. I was like, all right, look. This ain't going to be a hobby gamer kind of game. You're not going to love this, I don't think, but have fun with it. I bought it today. We're going to play it. It's going to be funny, I think. So the way that you play, you have these miniature cards that are just teeny tiny, and they've got two words on each side. Uh, some of them are like like simple words like the, a, and. And then the other side has things that are going to be like, oh, wow, this this is a, this is a buzzword, like electrocuted or president, you know, et cetera, things that are, are, are more interesting words. And the premise of the game is you have a number of cards in your hand and everybody's got some time to create a tabloid headline, right? And you can pair these cards up. You can cover certain parts. So if you have the word, I don't know, lathe, you can cover the L and the A to make it be the word the, if you needed that. If you have a word that ends in an S, you can put president over it so that it says presidents and pluralize it. You're allowed to do that with your cards and your goal is to make the best headline that you can as voted on by the table. We come up with our with our solutions as to our headlines and Josh came up with some magic. We had a bit of magic at PAX. Scott, I think you wrote it down. What was his tabloid headline? Oh, oh you told me I couldn't say it. Well, you can't say it using an accent that makes it sound like we're profiling. All right. Let's. <laughs> you can't even do it. All right. All right. We're horrible people. <laughs> My no, 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 no. president say moon gun mine. Uh, I'll be honest, Adventures, I didn't say it like that, though. <laughs> I didn't even so, say it in an accent. I just said it really quickly because I knew I was going to burst out laughing. 
Of all the dumb people, you know what? In hindsight, it's not even that funny. But man, in the wee hours of the night on Saturday, that hit us all in the oh gut. Laughter out loud. We played probably three or four rounds. We had a lot of fun with it that evening. Oh, oh yes. man. I have never been more proud of myself in my life. I think that was, <laughs> I just, it was just so perfect. And the, the thing is like that, that sentence is technically not even legal, but I didn't care. <laughs> all right, guys. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. We got to speed things up so that we can wrap up the episode. So Sunday, we're not going to talk about going home. Nobody cares about how we got home. It's car and train. But Sunday, what do we do on Sunday? Ryan, take a minute and a half. Give me your Sunday. Well, I know we had a, a, a meetup that we were going to do on Sunday where I was going to teach you guys a game, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, Sunday morning, for the most part, I went and did a meeting with Cosmos, which uh, Josh set up. Unfortunately, he had to do his own thing, which I'm sure he'll talk about, but I got to meet Cord again mm-hmm. from Cosmos. She was talking about all the games that they had already been a part of, like Innovation, but uh, they were talking about a couple new ones. She pulled some new games out from under the cloth of a table. Oh, that's, that's what you want is the ones <sighs> that are under the table. Oh, yeah. That's where they keep um, all the good games. There's one major one that I want to talk about. So Cosmos is the ones that do the crew mission for Planet Nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, is it Mission, mission for Deep Sea? Quest for Planet Nine. (laughs) They have a new game coming out called Vendetta, where you are part of like a mafia. And Vendetta is kind of like the crew where it's a trick taking game and with like missions and story things. But there's a couple twists on it and you're trying to either help the mafia or stop the mafia. You're like an inside agent. Um, But that's one to talk about later. They also had a game called Noon Attack, which is like a 3D kind of ice tower, ice pyramid kind of thing. It was Mm -hmm. in first look as well. Uh, I didn't get to play it, but it seems quite interesting. Um, But yeah, I had a Cosmos meeting and then I met up with you guys to, to play a game. Josh, minute and a half. What's your Sunday? So Sunday morning, we wake up. We, we, at this point, we had finished War of the Rings, so we had it put away. But me and Scott were able to wake up, have a lovely little time playing Karai the Duel oh, and yeah. Flesh and Blood. So we finally actually got to play Flesh and Blood together. Scott d- decimated me because I chose the wrong I chose the wrong hero against his deck. Sorry. And Scott's just a better gamer than I am. We had a good <laughs> yeah, time. The truth comes out. We had a great time playing Karai the Duel, a new game. Yeah. Lovely, simple little Beautiful production from Lucky Duck and Mugen Games, where you're two samurai fighting each other. Wonderful. We loved it. I I think you got a copy, right, Scott? Did yep. you pick up a copy? Listen to our next episode. I talk all about it. Sounds great. Then I went over to the Umpub Room, had another session showing off Beach Day again. Then I went to my all-play shift, and I ended the con there, and it was busy all the way up until 6 p.m. After that, I ran over to the Game Toppers booth and did what I could to help Berkey and Scott packed things up and Berkey paid me in donuts at the very end. It was very kind of him. (laughs) Very nice. And then finally I got my dim sum. It was just really nice to kind of just veg out and enjoy some food. King. Well, yes, I uh, didn't have to work till the afternoon shifts at game toppers. So went over, ran through a whole bunch of vendors to see them say, Hey, uh, talk to Thunderworks games with you, Patrick. We made a deal with them to get some new games here to start. Oh, man, we got the hookup from Thunderworks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you We're going to become the Thunderworks podcast in Q1. Oh, it's it's wonderful. We got to talk to Keith again. And then went over to the booth, worked there until 6 o'clock, tore everything down a little bit early. We won't say that out loud. (laughs) Uh, But once everything was down, yes, we took a walk over and we had our dim sum, Josh and I. And that place (sighs) was packed. Everyone had their uh, Eagles jersey on because the Eagles had just 
lost horribly to San Francisco. So they were all kind of drowning their sorrows in dim sum, but we were just sitting there in slightly vegetative state, just enjoying the food and getting ready to walk back over home. And we did, and then we just crashed. One detail that you left out there is that you and I had the chance to meet up with Sir Jack and Teacher Ryan taught us how to play Darwin's Journey. That was sort of the the big plan for for Sunday. You know what? It's, it's actually kind of funny. We went to the library and we picked a couple games out and then we knew that Ryan was going to be meeting up with us and we were like, yeah, we're just going to game all day. Nope. It was Darwin's Journey. We played that for, yeah, geez, probably two and a half hours. Really yep. cool game. Uh, there's a lot going on there. Ryan, great teach. Oh, it's yes. one that I'm pretty sure we're going to get a hold of. I know SCG has a copy, so I might just buy the retail. We'll dive a little bit deeper into that game as we probably do an 8-bit breakdown some Sometime in Q1. So we'll hold thoughts for that. Do got to point out though, Paul from Stone Sword Games was there and he came in from England and he was over there by Senjutsu. And when he saw us, he was like, he was talking about the show and like, he remembered the questions that we asked for the lightning round. He's like, oh, you guys are awesome. You know, like it was so cool getting to meet him in person. I was like, man, if I had some more time, I'd, I'd have a beer with him. Best part was that he used my little uh, snippet to kind of talk up the game. (laughs) Whenever anyone says, what's Sinjutsu like? He just looks at him and goes, sexy chess. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you didn't think I was going to get the four of us in one room and not play a little game. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cue the music. All right, guys, here's the way we're going to play this one. I'm going to give you the tagline of a game, and I want you to say what the game is. For example, if I say Jaws of the Lion. Gloomhaven. Here's the catch. In the 20 questions, 10 of them are board games. 10 of them are movies. Oh. You ready? Number one, Mission Deep Sea. Ryan. The crew. <laughs> Number two, Legends of Illusion. Legends of Illusion. Ryan. Trikerian. Yes, it's Dracarian. Very good. Number three, Age of Ultron. Oh, that's King. Ah, that'd be Avengers. That'd be Avengers. Am I lagging? Is my buzzer lagging? I swear I'm getting before all of y'all jokers. (laughs) Shut up, (laughs) Jokers. Number four, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. That's Josh. Talladega Nights. Very good. He's on the board. Number five, Into the Deep Wood. Ryan. Oathsworn. Number six, Winds of Galecrest. Josh. Libertalia. Number seven, Judgment Day. That's Ryan. Terminator. It is Terminator. No, it's Terminator 2. I challenge that. You know what? I'll give you each a point because jo- yeah, I'll give you each a point because it's Terminator 2. You guys are keeping track of your own scores here, right? I'm keeping I'm track. Like oh, Scott's got it. You're the man. Next up, High King of Ireland. Ryan. Brian Boru. Scott, I can't believe you uh, didn't get that one. <laughs> Secret of the Ooze. That's Josh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Oh, and he got the right one, too. I like it. The Spy Who Shagged Me. That's Ryan. Austin Powers. 
<laughs> American monsters. Scott. Horrified. Well yeah. done, sir. Castaway Chronicles 1 and 2. Ryan. This is Perseverance from Mind Clash. This is Perseverance from Mind Clash. Next one is Male Gigolo. Scott. Deuce Bigolo, Male Gigolo. Well done, <laughs> sir. The Wrath of Khan. Josh. Star Trek 2. Seize Rome in 20 minutes. Josh. Caesar. Oh, man. Josh, you're, he's going to take the lead here and storm. Oh, oh, okay. Lead your class to victory. Josh. Hegemony. The Desolation of Smaug. King. The Hobbit. Afterlife. Afterlife. Hint incoming. It is a movie. Ryan. Ghostbusters. It is oh, Ghostbusters. Gosh. Well done. We've only got a couple more, gentlemen. The Prisoner of Azkaban. Ryan. Harry Potter. Bit of a layup. Bit of a layup. Last one. The Curse of Volcar. The Curse of Volcar. Ryan's looking around his room at his games and movies. No, You're there. all doing it. You're all doing it. Bunch of bums. Josh, taking a stab? Is that Conan? It is not Conan. Hint incoming. This one is a board game. That's so familiar, too. This one was a game that is an old game that has been restored. King? Oh, crap. Uh, Return to Dark Tower? No. Nope. Ryan? This is Fireball Island. This is oh. Fireball Island. What do we got for scores, King? We have me at four points. We have Josh at seven points. And we have the winner, Ryan, at 20. Whoa, I got there were 20. only 20 oh. questions. How did yeah, he get only 20? I only gave him one bonus point. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, assume, mean, nine, I assume nine. I gave him both a point, so that would be 21 then. <laughs> No, then he should be at 10. I should be at 10. 10, 7, and 4 would equal 21. Right, because you gave that one extra one to Josh for the Terminator and Terminator 2. Yes, but you said 20. Adventures, there are times where you probably ask ask your radio, why am I an adventurer? Why am I not a Kabbalist? (laughs) Hey, all I have to say is you can tell by the way we talked about it, we had a fantastic time this weekend. It was great, lots of fun, lots of laughs, and can't wait to do it again next year. You know what? Why don't we do this? Let's wrap it up official, and let's say uh, maybe our favorite part of PAX. It can be a game. It could be someone you met. Uh, let's let's all let's go around the table. I'll start. Favorite game of the con? I want to say War of the Rings Second Edition because Woo! I finally played it. Thank you, Josh. If I had to go with a new game, you know what? I didn't play a lot of new games. I, I like uh, Rats of Wistar was fantastic. Uh, I bought and have since learned uh, the White Castle which I think is 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 a really good game too. Uh, more to come in upcoming episodes, but I'm going to go with Oldie War of the Rings 2nd Edition was new to me, loved it. If I had to pick an event, honestly, guys, it's just chilling. Being able to uh, to get in that room and just the four of us sitting around a game and chit-chatting like uh, like we just saw each other last week. There's something mm-hmm. really, mm, it's, like, it's like a bro hug. You know, the kind of hug that hurts a little, but you want more. Ryan. Well, uh, so my favorite, <laughs> so, 
So, <laughs> man, we can cut this out. But speaking of which, like the fact that like <laughs> the first time that I saw you at PAX was literally I walk into the hotel room and I was like, taking a shit, Pat. And he was like, you know it. You know it. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> and then a few seconds later, he was like, and I'm multitasking and my phone dings. <laughs> and I look at my phone and he'd made his move on Arc Nova. <laughs> I was like, did you just make a move? And he was like, yeah, right. I did. Yep. But uh, no, as far as this is concerned, um, probably my favorite game uh, that I saw at PAX that is new to me is the How to Save a World. It looks like it's a good mix of things that I would like, a good mix of games that I like, and the mechanics of it all put together in a nice game put together. And that's the one I'm looking forward to. I know it's going to be about two years before it comes out or a year and a half. So I'm also looking forward to seeing a a game called Mlem Space Agency. It's a Reiner Knizia game about cats in space. So that was something that I saw that I eventually need to figure out more about. My favorite thing or thing about this PAX specifically was I think this is the PAX where I have met and seen and just introduced myself to the most people out of every PAX I've been to. Like I met my, I met you guys at a, a, a PAX two years ago. Mm-hmm. For the first time um and you know you were a, a nice group of three people i think about four actually because i think andrew was there this pax i think i've met for the first time probably a good 15 people it wow. was kind of crazy it was really really awesome to meet all these people see them in person get to know them better play some games with them and it was really really nice i'll just fire through a couple things i really enjoyed the morning playing the small games the quick games with scott so karai mm-hmm. the duel and flesh and blood I think my favorite game that I got in the con was probably Tinder Blocks. <laughs> I I, re- I loved it. I'm a simple man. It was so good. It's so cute. And I'm still going to play it forever. After that, though, I think the game that I really was enjoyed, like the experience, you know, was playing War of the Rings 2nd Edition with you, Patrick. It was just great just to have a g- It was It was nice because we weren't stressed about it. We'd just come home and we would play. And it was really mm-hmm. relaxing just to have a, a grand game like that. Not worry about it, come home and just play as we go. If we made mistakes, we made mistakes, no pressure. It was wonderful. A game that I saw that I regret not getting was Ayla and the Something Shiny from North Star. It's just one plus game that I was so tempted to pick up because it looked cute for one reason, and it's supposed to have a really great story. But I didn't pick it up. I regret whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm going to cut you off right here. Uh, this makes me upset, and I have to say. Um, so... At- <laughs> At the virtual flea market, I managed to pick up two copies of this. One, because I forgot that I had traded for one copy. But also, I had purchased another (laughs) copy because I really wanted to buy this game. And so, I had two copies. And literally, the Sunday evening, right before I left you for the last time from PAX, you talked about this. You said you wanted this game. And I said, hey, I have two copies, Josh. Do you want one? And you were like, eh. I don't know. I don't know if like my wife and I will play it in our time. And I was like, well, it's a solo game. And he was like, oh, I don't know if I can play the solo game. You know, I didn't really take some time. He said he has had second thoughts. Josh went home with regrets. He did. He had regrets apparently, but like I had offered to just give him the game and he, <laughs> and now he really wants it. So like I, I have done to uh, the two of you before, Josh, uh, congratulations. I actually sent you a copy of the game today. Yeah, and I, I appreciate that a lot, and I'll buy you drinks at Origins oh. for sure. Yeah. You'll, 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 your first round's on me, and that brings me to wrap up what my favorite part of PAX was. I love just hanging, St. Patrick, hanging out, eating dinner with you guys, shooting the crap, not even talking about games, just having a good time and catching up with each other. 
I got to say, probably one of my favorite things was having Saturday free. It was nice to be able to just wander around, do what I wanted to do, even though it was packed to the gills. It was still great to just walk around and just see things and not be looking at my watch thinking, oh, I only got this much time. I only uh, and hurrying up and getting uh, to where I needed to be. Finally got a chance to play Rococo with Ryan, which I am so thankful for you teaching me that there. It's one of those things you hear about this game about making French ball gowns. And you think, how on earth could it possibly be fun? But it was. So I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed playing Rococo. And a game that I got, newish game we got from Thunderworks. I've been going through it, looking over the rules. Dawn of Ulos looks like it's going to just totally scratch that itch of a game I really want to play. So I can't wait to dig into that with a bunch of players and play that for real. Well, guys, thanks for joining Scott and I today. It's kind of nice having the four of us, and uh, hopefully we'll get each of you on to join us for an episode here in the in the near future. Hope so. I, I really enjoy uh, talking with you guys and enjoying some games with you guys. So thank you very much for having us on and uh, for hosting us for a little bit there at PAX and uh, for having some fun with us. Yas, queen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, that's king. And thank you, Adventures, for joining us for this side quest episode of the Level Up Board Game Podcast. If you're not in the Guild, Guild 3722, we announced last week we're giving away some games. All you got to do is look over our list that we posted in the forum. There are our review games, our 8-bit breakdown games of Season 3. We listed all of them, and we want to know what are your top three from that list. You don't have to be right. You don't have to be wrong. All you got to do is respond with your top three, and you are entered. Gentlemen, it's been great. Until next time. Ta-ta. My Chinese president say mood goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, we didn't even say it with an offensive accent. I just said it really quickly because I knew I would just break on it. My Chinese president say mood goodbye. <laughs> and I just said it really quickly. Thank you, adventurers, for joining us for this episode of the Level Up Board Game Podcast. We encourage all adventurers to check out our website at levelupgamepodcast.com. That's where you can submit your thoughts and audio to be used in a future episode. Please consider rating us on iTunes, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and join the Board Game Geek Guild, Guild 3722. Music for the podcast provided by Adam Haynes and the Heatley Brothers. And remember, whether in hobby or in life, always do what you can to level up.